0: off the record on the rocks
1: all right everybody welcome back to another off the record on the rocks we are winding out the year here lots of news moving in the web 3 crypto space mr on laura how's it going
0: oh michael toner it's great what a what a beautiful day it is in los angeles what is a beautiful day as we approach the holiday as we approach the reveal of crypto.com all over the home of the lakers oh that's right it's gonna happen this saturday baby so i'm feeling pretty good
1: so yeah t- tell me what's going on with the moon yesterday was the solstice we've got the so, moon and the renaming of the stadium this feels like we're about to go on a run
0: tr- we're tracking some celestial you know the, the markets are irrational the stock markets have always been irrational humans are irrational we're electric beings we it moves tides these moons it moves lots of other things yesterday was the solstice right it was the shortest day of the year I think everybody during the shortest day of the year kind of hunkers down and enjoys the evening and uh, starts, you know, starts buying some crypto. And so slowly we're creeping towards uh, Xmas. But I was just actually down there at uh, Crypto.com Center. There's still some vestiges of Staples. I was there Monday night to watch a Clippers game. And you can see where the new logo is going to go. Like You can kind of see the prep for the big reveal, nice. uh, which will be, uh, you know, showcased when the Lakers play. I think the Nets on Christmas. So I'm I'm hoping for a, a big push and a big run. And then, you know, you got Bitcoin's birthday coming up, right? That's uh-huh. on the 3rd of uh, January. You got this other celestial event coming in the middle of January. I'm always sort of looking for that 14th to 17th window. The moon's going to be in apogee, which means it's going to be the farthest away from the earth at that moment. I, I think it might be a, a crash moment a little bit in some markets. So I'm going to try to get in some crypto.com, get out just before the 14th of J- January for some quick money because I need to pay for a Christmas presents. <laughs> I already... Yeah. I already owe Visa, so Now I got to pay MasterCard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a couple man. of How things to
1: go on here. I think the crypto.com renaming of the stadium, the timing of this kind of right around the holidays, a lot of, um, I haven't heard anything and I haven't checked about Coinbase that, you know, there was a lot of uh, news about their NFT marketplace. And I, th- I thought the plan was, cause that was maybe four or five weeks ago when that, when that first broke, um, they started announcing the NFT partnerships that they were going to list first, etc. I thought they were going to try to get it to market before Christmas. And even as you're talking about giving Christmas presents, we could talk about uh, uh, some Zed Run horses. I have I have made this my my Christmas gift to some of my my friends, my and dearest thank you friends, my so colleagues.
0: Much yeah you're welcome thank you so much so enjoy this moment which is my pony I really appreciate (laughs) that because of the the fun play on the name of the company but two of the attributes are super fucking rare yes there's like I have a less than a .1% rarity on that champagne gold titanium color which is dope kids love it I haven't had a chance to run the pony yet I've just been trying to deal with Christmas and I can tell you Santa Claus is done for the year which is awesome so now I'm gonna have some time (laughs) for myself and maybe we can play some games over the holidays it's really cool thank you for that
1: pull up the site and then if you go into your wallet and you can actually just uh i think if you click view in 3d it'll Mm -hmm. give you this like entrance video using your pony its name lit up in metaverse lights this thing's sort of trotting out from the barracks or or whatever you call it the 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 paddock the paddock that's it um and it's really cool and i think um yeah There's free races. Uh, The one thing you have to pay attention to is the level of your horse. So Mm. just knowing like which um, uh, Z1, Z2. There's these various levels, and you want to make sure that you're not entering like an elite race that you're you're probably would not win. Um, But yeah, it's really cool. Once you you can enter a bunch of races, you can walk away and come back, and it'll just tell you what, what you did, or you can stick around and watch the live race. And the actual show to these horses. I want to stick around and watch the
0: live race and like bet on that pony. I mean, I want yeah. to. When, when's the the sort of the side market betting gonna open up? I mean, the NFTs, about you know, Zed has been a little bit, has been around for a bit. But I was thinking about you a lot this week because of the news and NFTs in the fashion world and the big brand world. Because yeah. I, you know, you saw you tipped me off when Nike acquired Artifact. And that to me was like a major, like, you know, Nike often moves first in these markets and then people follow, right? Companies follow. That was a huge one. But then on OpenSea, I want to say a day or two ago, Adidas was like right. in with some other combat uh, some other collab. And they were, I want to say, the second or third most popular p- project, which I mean, I saw, I didn't know that Adidas was like going to, how, how are you going to say? Uh, step around Nike or whatever, but I was stunned. It's like Nike makes this big splash, but then it's kind of just news, and then boom, Adidas is in the top ten. Like, how did that happen? Do you? Do you how do you find those leapfrogs Like in this space, like what's their secret?
1: Well, uh, Adidas, as I will call Adidas. It, sorry, uh, was, sorry, I'll, let's get more German.
0: <laughs> that's what they call it,
1: you know. I just wanted to show some respect. Um,
0: <laughs> so yes, they've been show playing respect to the Adidas. Let's do this.
1: They've been playing in the space for a little bit. Uh, I've been following Ben Mayer White on Twitter, um, and this guy, you know, I, I don't know his actual title at Adidas, but he's had a Bored Ape um, as his profile picture on Twitter. He's been participating in the community, and the first collab that they that they just did this this sort of Genesis drop was a partnership with the Bored Ape Yacht Club, mm-hmm. um, with the G Money and
0: and Punk something right with the punks too.
1: Uh, it's not the punks. I should know, th- I should know this. I'll have to, I, I gotta look it, it up. Was, it was, it was three,
0: like you said, it seemed like the partnerships were really strategic and it was Absolutely. like the most influential kind of current OG projects. That's right. That was like, that was the magic, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think they wanted to, uh, be a part of that culture. And yeah, I think with Nike's acquisition of artifact, now all of a sudden you've got Adidas partnering with the biggest NFT projects. Um, and I think it really kind of stakes the ground out the, the, the Nike acquisition of artifact, I think we will look back on it. It will be a watershed moment where, uh, big brands began to play in this space. I mean, it it already is, they were innovating in that way. One, one thing to point out, because a couple of people made this, uh, observation and I saw it immediately as well, but I didn't like articulate it Mm -hmm. when they showed when Nike made that announcement and I know I'm jumping back but back and forth between these two projects, but when Nike made that announcement, they put the Nike logo, the famous swoosh, they put mm. the Converse logo, they put the Air Jordan logo, and they put the Artifact logo in a straight line and showed all four of these logos as part of a house of brands. And that, to me, signals everything that they're going to look at this as um, – as exactly that they're building and in this case a digital first brand and they will be able to leverage it as a digital first brand and maybe maybe bring it into the physical world if it makes sense um but yeah adidas that project i think is the is still the number one and will continue to be they've talked about uh actually dropping the physical merch so same conversation uh with nike and you're starting to see these brands just i think understand that you can build a community tap into it and um participate in this web 3 economy through these nft projects
0: yeah it's to me it you know it speaks to another topic i think we should cover because it kind of I think it dovetails into a lot of the things that mr dorsey's been kind of throwing around um you know as like the the or, the oracle he's sort of almost taking a position i was just trying to watch the new matrix movie by the way i mean my god you want to talk about an absolute piece of shit just stay away <laughs> from okay. that movie. But I just think of the oracles. I said that, I'm like, oh, God, why did I say that? Oh, that's because I watched part of The Matrix. The Matrix. Um, anyway, it, you know, Jack Dorsey is an oracle. You know, he's he says he's saying things that we all know, like somewhere deep down, we, you and me and people who we know, know the world doesn't know. And if you're not tracking these guys, you know, you got to kind of follow the money when Nike makes the move, when Adidas makes the move, when. Crypto.com makes the move to the tune of $800 million to buy stadium rights for 20 years when FTX makes the move into now, uh, you know, soccer and um, uh, and crypto.com is what the UFC. I mean, the amount of professional sports celebrities and entertainers that are being, quote unquote, brought on sides into this new quote just the, the big umbrella of crypto and that's you see you will know, you see steph curry the same way you'll see giselle bunching the same way you're going to see uh um uh, matt damon and you're going to see all these different people you're going to see international soccer celebrities all talking about some project or exchange or whatever and then you realize yeah well when it comes right down to it isn't this just a basically copy and paste all big brands and all big money VC guys from ISP dedicated server land of internet to this thing called web three and crypto. And it's literally the same rogues gallery of jokers just coming over to this new place to play. And yet somehow with these fancy words, like, Web3 and crypto and blah, 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 that we are obfuscating the real fact that it's the same puppet masters pulling the same strings. It's actually still centralized on so many levels, but yet there's this this optics, this image that's being promoted that we're actually working on this brand new thing that's going to be wildly unregulated and awesome. I think people are fooling themselves a little bit. And that's why, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to see like when, what, what do you think is going to have to happen? What what project is going to have to pop that isn't owned and run Buy, buy big money, buy big cash. Interest them, you know. I just don't know what the answer is.
1: So there's two reactions to that. One, I, I found myself on a on a Twitter Spaces yesterday with the gentleman Chris Cantino, who's a VC at Color Capital. Uh, mm. There were about eight or nine hundred people on this Twitter Spaces, and the topic, um, you know, which several people commented on, sort of provocative. The, the the title was Who Owns Web Three? And right. I think this conversation about Jack. Jack Dorsey's comments, um, you know, sort of um, shitting on the VCs a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. as that like they're somehow the problem or they're consolidating, the, you know, by pouring money into all of these Web three um, and crypto projects. So, I mean, my reaction to that is, yes, you're seeing a lot of these big brands step in, but and and you're and Nike and and Adidas have the the cash, I think, to kind of ape in literally and work with these giant projects that already have funding. I think the other brands that start to come in 2022 over the next 12, 18, 24 months, there's going to be more of an opportunity to onboard your existing community and maybe give them back value. Mm. I think that's the difference. And you and I have talked about this, of that there really is an opportunity to do things differently. It is going to take, I think, somebody showing what that looks like um, by holding and you know um, continuing to hold an nft from one of your favorite brands like what else can they deliver for you uh, can they create that interoperability that you and I have talked about before where now all of a sudden my you know my Nike points my Nike stars and rewards will get me a free coffee when I walk into Starbucks that would be cool now all of a sudden there's this real world utility it's maybe a bad example but you get the idea of mm-hmm. um, you can start to actually get value by being a holder of these projects.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, there's that. And now that you say that, what i where my head's going is, and let me just, I haven't articulated this out loud, so let me try and see if it makes sense to you. But what I think is maybe hanging up a lot of people is this notion that there is really ever going to be something that's completely decentralized. Now, Bitcoin as a exchange of value and as a money store for the world to replace fiat currency or, you know, et cetera, I think is really what it should be decentralized and it will continue to be. And that's great. But I think it's, it's maybe just a little, you know, myopic to think that, gosh, we're just going to hit a button, hit the magic button and make Web3, this entirely new blockchain based thing, be so radically different than what we already know. That's the, that's the mistake that we, we all almost like want to accelerate the future because we're in it. But when you think about web one, like when we think about rewinding twenty twenty five years and the first websites are coming online in the mid 90s and then think about all of the stuff that's happened since then, all the crazy shit. Right. We figured out how to, you know, uh, store credit cards and start to make People build profiles to shop and then people to build profiles to be social with one another and then people to uh, add their own take on things and comments and suddenly you're doing UGC, whether it's in text or photos or videos, then there's upload sites for photos and there's upload sites for videos and there's a move to mobile and there's a million mobile devices that are absolute garbage. Then the iPhone says, here's how you do it. Then everybody copies it. Then we go to a new place where we're like, well, now you can actually transact because these things are called apps on phones and now the browsers are kind of, not really the main thing, but they're still important. And now there's apps and now there's this. And if you take all of that development, all that evolution technology-wise to present and then say, ah, now we have a chance to kind of hit reset, but not full, right? Now we say, let's look back 25 years and let's take all the best shit. And then we're starting Web3 from that point and then going forward. So I think I really, I'm coming around to that, that actually having the big brands and the big money come in is really the only way that we're going to push the envelope it's the only way that we as consumers we as like denizens of the metaverse are going to be able to move because there's no money i mean we're talking like little chop shop projects and we're just going to have these dumb nft things here and there we really need someone to put a big bet and just move us to try to do more ar try to do more vr that's the one part about the current web experience that you just don't really have and it's seated to like Facebook and Oculus 2 and playing video games from 15 years ago. Like that's not yeah. the future, right? Sorry, no. I'm ranting, but that's sort of where my head's at right now. I'm really getting excited about this whole idea of the money, the money rush, and see who's going to win, who's going to be the first to really push the needle. Well, I, two comments to that,
1: which is, yeah, you know, I want to get, want to give you a second to think about this idea of who owns Web3. But I'll I'll take it back to um, the uh, one of the first comments you were making the the Uh, the VC money that's coming in and the comments there from Jack too. It's, Mm -hmm. I think if VCs have the right mentality to build a web three business that is and can be decentralized, then the question becomes how decentralized is decentralized enough? Hmm. You know, like we're talking about about nodes on a computer and people are talking about layer two and no gas fees and you can make things faster (laughs) and all this stuff. But like, I don't know. Are there three thousand nodes in Ethereum or four thousand? I should know this. I should know what this number is. I don't know if you do. I'm gonna do my research. Um, uh,
0: I don't. I don't uh, note it off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But but how decentralized is enough? You know, if there's a, a public ledger that's being decentralized around the 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 blockchain, is it thirty computers validating this? Is it three hundred? Is it three hundred? You know, three hundred million that you do need everybody's device acting as a validator for it to feel mm. like it's completely decentralized. So at some level, there's all... I guess that's the point. At some level, there is... You could argue that it's, oh, it's centralized because if it's only 30 nodes or 300 nodes, it, it's not decentralized enough. Um, but who, who, in your opinion, do you think owns Web3?
0: You know, I... I'm going to say something a little off of what I would normally say. I think right now people like you who are in positions of heading up marketing at companies that are involved in web three own web three. I think right now the marketers literally own it. Whatever is being said by the bigger company or the bigger influencer is becoming law. It's like the narrative is being is being usurped. That's why maybe I bristle sometimes when I see these things. Like the maybe you bristle too, where you're like, wait, who's saying what? There's just some dummy on Twitter making some claim about DeFi and what it means, or the crypto.com commercial like that's gonna be running during the Super Bowl is gonna have someone talking a voiceover of you pick your famous actor that everybody loves and they're gonna say lines that were written by marketers and people are gonna have those stuck in their head and they're gonna own they're gonna own it. Like right now there isn't a project that's owning it. There isn't an initiative that's owning it. There's a bunch of buzzwords, whether it's NFT or DAP or DeFi or blockchain or crypto, right? You can't even you go to Bitcoin.com It's not even Bitcoin. Like you you search for Bitcoin. Eventually you might find Bitcoin.org and find the white papers and whatever, but probably not because no one wants to read a white paper. (laughs) And most of the people actually just sort of go right into crypto.com because it ends up calling that up. And yeah, talk about genius marketers buying up those URLs. Like, yeah, if you own crypto.com, Bitcoin.com, and you control the narrative, it's marketing. And that's if you remember back in the old days, that's kind of how it was, right? It was Pets.com. It was Amazon. It was all these early movers. Broadband.com or not broadband. What was the one that um, Cuban launched? launch.com and sold that to Yahoo for a minute. I mean, all these marketers saying it's going to do X, Y, and Z. And everyone mm-hmm. just spoons it up. And then pretty soon they're going to realize, oh, shit. It's not as decentralized as we thought. It doesn't do the shit that we thought. What is really this Web3? And then the companies are going to rise up that are actually going to provide, like you said, that value. People go, ah, I get now why I need this. But right now, I think it's just all—it's smoke and mirrors, man. It's just a lot of talk.
1: Yeah, and that's where I think some of these bigger—again, I run through all these brand campaigns, but they are—I think they are built around the hype, and and you know, exacerbating that hype, and then there's a—they get to cash in on it. I think Adidas made twenty-two million dollars, of course, of course. Um, But I do, and thank you. I mean, I I think I, I. I feel like I'm playing in the space and I've, I've used that phrase a few times. I'm learning alongside the community. The first two projects that I got into six months ago when I bought my first NFT, uh, were, they were both rug pulls. You know, I lost 200, 300 bucks, but I Ooh. learned how I got rubbed, right? I, I, I commiserated with the community <laughs> and I learned um, what I, you know, the mistakes that I had made. And. Yeah, I'm you know maybe eight eight months into it now, and feeling like I have a sense of responsibility. I think to help create Web3, to help create what it should be, and um, yeah, I mean for the position that that I'm in at at 3Dm, I mean we really have this really cool opportunity to build the 3D internet. So to make these experiences mm-hmm. on the web immersive, and when you tie that to an NFT, there's just so much synergy there um, to use another buzzword, by the way, I looked, I was Googling uh, while you were talking a minute ago and the nodes uh, on Ethereum, it it says it lost uh, 6,500 nodes in the last two weeks. It went from well over 9,000 nodes to under 3000. And I don't know why. Mm. Uh, So I need to. Sounds like a
0: centralized organization to me. (laughs) sounds like they just booted out two thirds of the the knuckleheads. They didn't like the way they voted. (laughs) Um, um yeah i mean i i to be totally honest i'm i would be talking a little bit out of school if i spoke at all about like how the nodes fluctuate and how the actual that whole governance mm-hmm. works i mean that also then brings us back into things like dows like you talk about these rug pulls you know i have been scammed before thinking that i was going to double my cardano on some Bullshit a year and a half ago, because there's a live YouTube video running with like a a, a QR code, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't take all of it. Let's just try a little bit." And then you realize, ah, these guys are just really good at setting up fake websites and just fishing people, making them think they're going to get. It's like they just prey on greed and you know on the on the desire to get more tokens to then go and leverage that to get more NFTs. And you know, I call it tuition. I know a lot of people call it tuition. It's like, I didn't go to school for blockchain. I didn't go to school for computer science, but I'm definitely paying tuition when it comes to gas fees and getting <laughs> fucking scammed by some like 14 year old kids, God knows where, you know? Um, and the thing though, I, I mean, here's the thing, you kind of touched on it with, you know, the idea of the 3D, the 3D web, is that how you call it? 3D web or the three, d well, what's the 3D termenious? internet, 3D 3D 3D, web, internet. Sure. 3D 3D blockchain, web 3D. Um, that to me is something that's actually, we haven't really scratched the surface even closely enough on this. You know, we, the the metaverse as it exists today is really in, uh, is really experienced by most people just through a browser, through like a Chrome browser on their laptop, right? Like it's not really yet what it's supposed to be. It's it's what what can we stand up fast that most the more than less people can get into? Well, how about just a minecrafty looking thing on your desktop okay now we're getting people in but this is just that very beginning. Remember the web pages that first existed that had like a seven hundred pixel width. <laughs> and it's like the, and then like there's blink tags that are just yeah. like when you go into the metaverse today, I feel like I'm walking into a web page in GeoCities or Angel Fire where yeah. there's literally a blink tag on some neon thing that says casino or whatever. You go inside and there's some random people standing around. You have no idea who they are. You're tag chatting or whatever, and, and we're just at this very beginning. But that 3D element that you mm-hmm. do and your and your team is doing with ar elements when you send me links and i can see physical products on my desk in my yard i can see your fucking boat your, sorry, your yacht, like in my yard, it's kind of mind-blowing. And that's just through a phone, like holding yeah. a phone up. So my brother-in-law actually got a new job, got a Quest too as part of his new job. He's doing a bunch of 3D UI work. I'll tell you later about that. It was pretty sweet. Anyway, he's coming over on Christmas Eve, bringing the whole gear up. And so I'm like, all right, dude, Let's I'm going to talk to Toner and see about getting some like AR, VR URL, so I can like try to experience some of the cool stuff you've been doing. My first time, I don't have one yet. I've been waiting for after christmas with my crypto pumps to buy myself some toys.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm going to wait for the AR uh, from Apple, the AR glasses. There was some alpha posts yesterday or today that they're uh looking at Q3, Q4 2022. So you're talking right in time for the holidays next year. But I think it's a spot on observation that yes, when people look at Sandbox and I have, I have business conversations about Sandbox and Decentraland and which of these metaverses makes sense for our partners and right now sandbox is a is a voxelized 3d model they're taking these 3d models and boiling them down to little legos little blocks um, because the file sizes can be reduced and optimized so that it can run in a browser we're going to look back on that Mm. four or five or maybe 10 years from now and it will be we'll hopefully be having the exact same conversation of remember GeoCities websites and then remember WebGL where the you know the, the website was so sexy and, and you could do all these cool things. and then remember Metaverse 1.0 and then re- what we all have now, I mean that that is going to be the evolution because what it, what these platforms are doing is they're creating um, this digital layer on the real world.'re they're, they're creating a universe, a metaverse. A multiverse, whatever you want to call it, so that when you walk around it in your browser right now, yeah. all those things are set up in 3D. But the moment that that lens comes to your glasses, you can now be inside of it. You will be inside of the internet, and that 3D object can and will be um, more realistic or as realistic as it is sitting on your desk today. Um, the look. The well, feel here, of but here's it, what
0: I'll take it one step further: is it's going to actually look better than if it was sitting sure. on your desk and that's where yeah. as soon as that is real as soon as you see the world via 4k at all times well guess what it's going to look a whole lot better because it's crazy the, our human <laughs> eye doesn't really look at the world in 4k we see it with sort of a very specific depth of field i mean i forget what the study was but like it's you know, we see life like more or less seven twenty or ten eighty, right? If that's like a hum—the way humans see things. When you see a screen that's retina or four K or eight K or UHD or HDR, I pick the whatever acronym. You're seeing life in a way that's far crisper and far the, the fidelity and resolution at, at a at the level that your eyes can understand as being like it's fake. You you know it's not real because it's so good. But when they get those glasses to basically make your life. Like life through a filter, right? We already live life through a filter on some level, whether it's a Zoom make me look better or it's a Snapchat put makeup on my face or whatever, you know. Well, when you have those nice little Apple Ray Bands and you can just sort of tap that side twice and say, let's toggle to, you know, better than real maybe you just leave it on all the time because you're like wow i kind of like the way i look and the way you look and the way my bag looks this way you're going to
1: I, augment your reality oh, at all times i had to go there <laughs> i mean that's what it is that's exactly yeah. what it is um yeah. and some of the projects that you're seeing now around ar i mean snapchat absolutely crushing it um you know and they've they've seeded the market with these glasses to their developer community to the creator community the people who who are creating the 3d ar restaurant menu where you know you're not Mm -hmm. just looking at the menu i think we've talked about this where you're actually swiping through the dishes and not not a not a picture of it i mean it looks like that food that plate the way the chef serves it the way it is plated the you know the side dishes all the things it's going to look like and you're swiping through and picking what you want to eat i mean that's that's what's coming i think that's where and i hope it
0: doesn't end and start with restaurant menus (laughs) (laughs) but qr
1: codes i'm telling you that behavior yep qr codes at restaurant tables is a natural behavior that will likely it will continue to change but it has become now a pervasive activity people know that when they sit down at a restaurant, and that that's the that's the next action to take. Well, what if you could give them a whole experience that they weren't expecting through their phone the moment they scan that thing? So yes, it should not be where it begins and ends, but you know.
0: But maybe. but you know, but it well maybe I, I said it in reverse by accident, but maybe it is where it begins, like you said, <laughs> you know, and maybe pandemic. Maybe we really actually have to uh, the silver lining. Let's not. I don't want to talk about the pandemic as being a good thing in any context, but. The experience of all of us being inside and scared of the world has that not created a a higher interest and acceleration of this notion of metaverse? Like the restaurant, the QR code, okay, we like, I think we said it before, but even my mother is now completely okay just doing that. And that would be something she would literally never have done years ago. Now, maybe you go to retail, like you're at uh, the Nordstrom's that we're not going to smash into and rob in the grove in California. And there is like a rack of cool shoes or clothes and you have a QR code there. And you're like, Oh, what's this do? Well, obviously it's probably going to show me how I can make it, how it will look on me in some way. If I just do the QR code, there'll be some application for that. Maybe I go to a car dealer and the, and each of the cars that are on the lot have a QR code that when I click, I can like watch the experience of driving it at high speeds around turns or, you know, there's, anytime we go to purchase anything or let's just even back up one, maybe meta level from that, not to keep throwing around buzzwords, but how about every opportunity that we have to consume something, a service, a product, an experience, there's going to be a QR code or some beacon that's going to key into our lenses, our glasses, our filters, whatever it's going to be, that's going to provide us that experience before it happens. Um, that to me, it seems like obviously where it should start because that's where all the money is going to be flowing in from anyway, right? And if we know these guys can launch do an NFT drop and in, in one or four hours, make, you know, 20, 30, $40 million, you think they're not going to do that again? I mean, my gosh, they're going to keep doing yeah. it until it stops and that will then just pervade. it will just sort of sp- just flow out from those big names you've already mentioned into literally every corner of commerce in th- our country and in the world. Um, I just would hate to think that it stops with us just buying shit, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like let, that's where it's going to start. But let's figure out a way to bring the experiences because we're growing like we're like we're falling backwards into commodities. And we had made so many strides towards experience, but now we're back towards commodities. We're back towards our luxuries in the cloud.
1: Yeah, and I I know I naturally gravitate to those conversations, and I think we have on several occasions pushed the boundaries there of how this technology can be used to do, to do good in the world. And I do, you know, I, I want to remain focused on that. There are underserved, underbanked, all of those scenarios that this technology can hopefully um, provide opportunities and access to financing, to uh, building wealth, to um, just transacting. Uh, where some people may not have a credit card or, or aren't able to go on Amazon, um, this is the kind of technology that I think can and I hopefully will provide that that access.
0: It's a very benevolent thought. I mean, don't get me wrong, but oh, yeah. as we've been talking about it, you know, look, I, I would love for the blockchain to first and foremost provide identity verification for people in countries where there literally is no record of of humans living in the country you know this exists in many many countries we don't need to start naming them i would love for it to you know provide some sense of of solace and you know uh, safety for all the migrants for example at the u.s mexico border but unfortunately even the unbanked want jordans <laughs> so yeah the, the, cha- the wow. challenge is, wow. is is that we are in a place where we're we're falling right backwards into commodity in a way where it's it's a long way down that well you and i've both been down it and we've been trying to climb our way out trying to say like no 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 this is for good this is for good but then it's like boom you get hit with a big old shoe from nike boom adidas says do this and the thing boom meta says we used to be called facebook but now we want you to do this and you realize oh god are we just gonna follow the same? pattern of mistakes that we have for the last 25 years and that we're just going to enrich the pockets of a whole bunch of VCs and a whole bunch of major companies. And yeah, the farmer in sub-Saharan Africa is still going to have the goddamn problem of buying a tractor because no one's focusing on that project. I mean, you and I both know it's going to take a lot of people with a lot of money who aren't interested in making money in order to do that. And right now in Web3, everyone I know wants to make money. Everyone I see wants to make money. Everyone's looking for a future for themselves for generational wealth. Um, and it's not, it's not focused on, I think the, the people that need it the most, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's such a good, try to bring it, bring it No, It's a good gut check and recognizing to, you know, <laughs> talk about coming from a po- position of, of privilege to be even talking about NFTs, to be participating in these communities, to have enough disposable income to have, you know, uh, transacted in into Ethereum um, yeah, just to figure right. this stuff out and burn these gas fees. Like I, I recognize that that is not going to be accessible for a large portion of the, the global population. But I, I hope in building this as we go that those things become more and more prevalent, that we keep this at the forefront, that we keep talking about it. Um, we get more uh, female disruptors into the space to make sure that you know, that all people of all backgrounds are, are are participating and at least being, you know, heard in the space and in these communities. Okay. So I'll take us back to that level before we maybe send it off for the holidays here. Uh, definitely go play with your, your Zed Run horses. Um, show the 3D to your kids. And I'm going to do some more research on these uh, Ethereum nodes so that maybe we can talk at a at a technical level although it might get too too in the weeds there um about how decentralized is decentralized enough like stack these stack these layers up uh you've got you know you've got ethereum you've got solana you've got these other layer twos how how do they stack up i'm sure somebody's done this this comparison no
0: actually i think it's worth us doing it and like let's don't sleep on avax don't sleep on a lot of these ethereum killers quote unquote um and to you as well happy holidays uh, I'll see you at the Zed Run track. And then uh, next time I have to, uh, we'll do a tease, but I've been talking to a couple of old colleagues about starting up a little SkunkWorks Works um, Web3 project. All right. And uh, maybe you and I can talk offline about that so we don't uh, don't kind of show our hand No alpha. Let's Europe. get the DAO set up first. Yeah, let's get the DAO set up. And then you <laughs> and I can vote on whether or not we talk about it on this <laughs> next time. All uh, right. Michael, thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Take care. Thank you. Off the record, on the rocks.